Good morning, everyone. Early morning to you here in Australia, and good afternoon to all of you over there in America, and midnight to maybe some other places in the world. But anyway, today we're going to do another project brief. So if you don't know what a project project brief is, it's a little episode run by me where I talk about one particular Boink project and how it works, what it does, and explain it to you in a way that doesn't require all the technical science and all the technical computer stuff that Boink usually requires. Today I'll be talking about Rosetta at Home, and uh, that is a Boink project which is currently working on COVID-19. So we're going to see what they've been up to, how they've progressed, what they actually do, and what proteins are. I ask that all questions be left to the end as usual, uh, and let's get started. So uh, before I get started, I have a little Twitter post that I managed to come across uh, from our friends at Folding at Home, and they have a good explanation of sort of how proteins fold and what their purpose are. So I'm going to just post it here, but I'll read it out too. Okay, so the post reads, proteins, like dogs, can adopt many formations or positions. Some of these conformations are more likely when they're interacting with something else. In the case of dogs, this is a ball. For proteins, this may be a drug. It's got a picture of uh, one of the participants' dogs sleeping and then one of the participants' dogs playing with a ball. Uh, and just like proteins, they fold and they manipulate. And there's multiple different purposes of proteins, as we're going to get to later on in the show. So Rosetta was uh, started in 2005, and it's run by the University of Washington. But now it's in conjunction with uh, something called the Audacious Project, because they've received funding from them. And uh, they're going to accelerate much of their science um, and their project and their Boink project as well. They aim to fold lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of proteins. So it's very computationally intensive, and there's a lot, there's billions and billions of possibilities that we need to get through. And the great thing is that amid the crisis here with COVID-19, uh, we actually have a Boink project which can give us some hope and is working on drugs, possible drugs, possible drug containers for the COVID-19 virus. So I think it's important that we understand what exactly a protein is first. So you usually hear it everywhere. It's usually you need it to stay healthy. You need it to build muscle. You need it to do all sorts of stuff to keep you healthy. But that's not the protein that we're talking about. We're talking about the special ones that are made from a chain of chemicals called amino acids. They're really small. You can't see them. But they're important for a lot of things in multicellular organisms like us. They're used for... Um, breaking down food, they're used for transporting oxygen, they're used for basically any sort of small function in your body that you can think of, a protein's involved somewhere. Now, the key thing about a protein is that it's sort of like a lock and key sort of model. So the proteins are in a particular shape to solve a particular problem, or in the case of the lock and key, they're in a particular shape to unlock a particular lock. And so that's the key thing about proteins, and that's mainly how most of the protein projects like Rosetta at Home and many others, as to how they work and how they find results. So you're probably wondering how proteins get their shape, and the key thing is, is that they fold. And that's exactly all what uh, Rosetta at Home does. But what exactly is folding? Well, it's sort of hard to explain, but a good, a good place to start is think about rolling a ball down a hill. And uh, the hill may have other hills on it. So when you roll the ball down the hill, it might come to rest on a smaller, in between the big hill and the smaller hill. Otherwise, the ball will keep rolling all the way down the hill. All right? And that's what we call potential energy. So we're looking for the smallest potential energy within the protein. And the way that works is how all the amino acids and all the hydrogens and all the oxygens all come together and sort of collapse onto each other in some specific way that will happen most of the time. And that's what we want to see. 
uh, based on molecular dynamics, which is the physics of the really small, so how the stuff at the really small scale of molecules and proteins actually moves around, and we're going to see and simulate how they actually come together. Uh, and Rosetta at Home basically does this physics simulation over and over and over and over again, billions upon billions upon billions of times, to find billions and billions and billions of proteins and whether or not they're good or not, or whether they're toxic or not, or whether they can harbor a drug or not. And the key thing that they're looking for is what's called the lowest energy shape. Because if a protein is high energy, it means it's unstable. It can move around, it can jiggle, it can flap one of the ends of the protein or something, it can hit things, it can bind to things, it can do all sorts of damaging things inside a human body. That's why if we can find a, what's called a low energy protein, they fold pretty consistently, they maintain their shape, they don't jiggle that much, and they're really good for the purposes that we want to work with because um, it's just really crazy trying to work with something that's just moving around all the time. Like, I mean, if you've ever washed a dog in a bathtub, I, I think you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, so currently Rosetta is putting most of its resources into finding an existing um, drug to probably try and treat COVID-19. And so the key thing about COVID-19, which is why Rosetta is looking at it, is because it's a virus. And because it's a virus, we can't necessarily use antibiotics because antibiotics are for bacteria. Viruses operate in a completely different fashion. So one way that we can defeat viruses is to use proteins, okay? And I'm going to show you a uh, little animation of what the actual coronavirus or COVID-19 virus spike actually looks like. It's also in my post, which will be linked in the description of this um, episode, um, but I'll describe it to you. It sort of looks like a heart shape. Um, it's interesting, and it's uh, a little protein that comes off the, the COVID-19 virus. And uh, I got that animation from fold.it, fold it. Uh, it is a puzzle game where you can actually uh, fold a protein and create a protein as a possible drug to cure the coronavirus. And um, yeah, so that is the protein that we are looking at to try and find another protein to bind onto it. And when we bind onto it, it stops that little spike from touching any of the human cells. And so it prevents the virus from attaching to the human cells and infecting them. So if we can find a drug that does that, then we can essentially find a cure to COVID-19. Now, um, the key thing about this is we're not necessarily finding that one cure. We're finding a good couple hundred of them. There's about, there's billions upon billions of drugs in online open databases for scientists to go and look at. And so Rosetta is taking most of their, um, most of the data sets from those open data sets and also other data sets with other possible drugs used for other things. And we're going through the us volunteers are going through all those possibilities and combing through them to find that find that thousand. And then once we find that thousand, we comb through that thousand to find that hundred. And then when we go th when we comb through that hundred, we're finding those twenty or so that look very, very, very promising. They should be non-toxic, so they shouldn't hurt any human cells. They should bind on to the COVID nineteen spike, and they should be low energy, which means that they're very stable. And then after we find that, all we need to do is find a way to administer that protein and a presto, there's our cure, not including all the testing afterwards. <laughs> so that's essentially what Rosetta's at home is trying to do. Now, I did mention that most of the resources are, put, are being put towards uh, COVID-19 at the moment, but we do have other projects that do run on Rosetta at home. 
Uh, some of them are past. Some of them are still going. Um, I have someone in the chat here saying that they're still still doing uh, IL-1R binders to stop uh, an inadequate uh, immune response. So that's to do, uh, if I'm not mistaken, with autoimmune disorders. So trying to prevent autoimmune disorders. Rosetta has also done stuff to fight, try and fight HIV. Also some stuff on cancer, sometimes Alzheimer's as well. Uh, and they did also mention that they did do a project related to biofuel uh, at one point. So you'd probably wonder why the hell proteins would have to do with biofuel. Well, it has to do with the process of breaking it down. Just how we have proteins in our gut to help us digest food. We can digest uh, biological matter into fuel. So that's uh, that's one thing that Rosetta has done. And just so you know, if you do come onto Rosetta at home, you can help fight COVID-19, but you can also help some other stuff too. Uh, Rosetta at home is currently under a lot of load considering that Everyone's just hopped onto the distributed computing bandwagon and started trying to help out with this. They're running out of tasks, but they do have an all right production of tasks coming out at the moment. And uh, yeah, I think it peaked actually about 1.6 million tasks were running simultaneously from Rosetta at home at, at its highest point. So it's pretty, pretty phenomenal. Now, you're probably wondering, why am I doing all this? Well, there's one incentive that might encourage you. It's the fact that Rosetta has published many articles. And with distributed computing on all these Boink projects, there is a good likelihood that in the probably near future, you might be, your computer name or even Boink might just be mentioned in a scientific paper. If you find some results that might trigger something or find some results that look interesting or maybe find a uh, a fold of a particular protein that achieves a very low energy state. Hey, you might go into a, you might go into a scientific paper. And Rosetta regularly publishes um, articles and mentions articles in their forum posts and on their news um, news forums. So you never know; you might appear in one if you start crunching Rosetta. And uh, as I said before, uh, Rosetta now has funding from the Audacious Project. So they have lots of funding to expand their research and to expand their computations, uh, expand their Boink infrastructure probably. They're also investing a lot in research uh, machinery, so lab stuff like, I don't know, I've, I've never worked in a lab, I don't know what lab stuff is, but the little spike things that go into little trays and maybe Petri dishes and incubators and all sorts of crazy science lab stuff. And uh, so yeah, Rosetta is a CPU-only project, which means that you can only use the CPU on your computer, not the big graphics card. Um, some would argue it'd probably be better using the graphics card, which is sort of true, but still, CPU does it's does pretty well. Uh, and if you don't have a good computer, as always, I, I like to say, um, there's a lovely site called Zooniverse.org, which is also for citizen science. You can use your brain power instead of your computer power to solve science puzzles and uh, help out scientists with real science. And they really need some volunteers over there. Given that we're all in lockdown at the moment, it's a great time to start learning about some science and uh, have a crack at some citizen science. Uh, I did also mention here we have uh, Fold, Fold It. So if you go to fold.it, uh, it's a, another puzzle game, as I said, where you can fold proteins. And they do have some puzzles in there for you to try and cure COVID-19. And uh, yeah, it teaches you a lot about proteins, how they work. You don't need to be a scientist to do any of these. You, you can literally just, as it says, you just a regular citizen. A regular person can come on, learn about these, learn about proteins, learn about Zooniverse, learn about the science in, in these places, and just come on and start doing it. 
it's it's not uh, it's not limited to those who are university educated. Anyone can come on, and that's the great thing about distributed computing and citizen science. Next time we'll be doing uh, a project brief on LHC at home. Uh, considering that we are hint hint probably doing an interview with someone important at LHC, I think that we should learn a bit more about LHC before we uh, either before or after we hear that interview. Anyway, this is time for questions now. So uh, if anyone has any questions, you feel free to type in the chat. Uh, I'll scroll through the chat, see if I missed anything. I have a, a question related to the science, but I also have a question not related to the science. And I think that's more important right now. So I'm going to go ahead and toss this out here. Toss it. What's with the new uh, the new icon for your name? <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm just wondering what happened. Okay. No, it's someone posted it. <laughs> And I thought, hey, that looks cool. <laughs> I'll make that as my profile picture. Um, and now I'm the snake with the snapback hat. <laughs> and it's a snake. I thought it was a turtle. No, no, no. It's a snake. Uh, apparently, okay. and I found this out like after I don't know a day or two. Apparently, it's from a kids' show. <laughs> so I feel <laughs> I feel a little bit um, yeah. <laughs> Personally, no, I, I think like it looks it. cool. Yeah, yeah, I, like I, I think it. it looks cool. I mean, the fox is great. It was a fox, right? You're a little Delta fox. Nah, give or take. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute little rodent, whatever it was. Cool. So uh, I think I sort of forgot to mention exactly what proteins uh, might be used for um, other than all the biofuel and just simply fighting HIV and cancer. Maybe we could be a bit more specific. So uh, with the uh, COVID-19 virus, I mentioned that usually you want something to bind onto it to prevent it from grabbing onto the human cells. All right, that's one purpose of proteins in that case. Another purpose of proteins is also to carry drugs. So if you have one particular drug, like for example, we have here with the COVID-19 virus, we've said that uh, hydroxychloroquine is a probable candidate for a treatment for COVID-19. And sometimes, maybe for example, hi uh, hydroxychloroquine is best kept inside a little container molecularly, not in like a pill container or something, but wrapped in a protein. And when it's put into the body, when it gets to the position that it needs to be, it locks onto something, unravels the protein, and a presto, the hydroxychloroquine pops out. I'm not saying that this happens with hydroxychloroquine. It's just an example of what um, proteins can also be used for as well. Yeah, I think the, uh, I mean, they're not called the building blocks of life for nothing, right? You can do just about... Um, uh, I guess this is hyperbole, but just about anything with a protein, uh, once we understand how they work uh, more. So I'm wondering if Rosetta is all about that translational research uh, in that they're they're looking for, uh, like you said, something to gum up the spike protein for COVID-19 or a cure for uh, or treatment to HIV or Alzheimer's, or are they doing any sort of foundational exploration of just proteins and their trillions and trillions of different combinations and what they might do? Because just to tie this back to COVID-19, uh, a lot of the, the cures and the treatments we're finding for this disease are actually proteins we already have discovered, combinations we've already discovered for other treatments, like the one that just came out from Gilead, uh, is used to treat or was developed to treat something else that I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's now, it turns out, hey, that combination of proteins works for, for COVID too. So that's sort of just foundational research. Do you know if uh, Rosetta is doing any of that? Uh, that's exactly how I was going to respond to that. So um, yeah, so Rosetta does do some sort of uh, existing sort of foundational, what's the other, um, what's another use of this thing, which is going through those drug databases, folding those proteins and seeing if they attach to something that they want. 
Um, but in terms of foundational molecular dynamics, which is actually what runs on the Rosetta at Home app and all sorts of other protein folding things, not really. Um, the best thing that it'll do is probably make it more accurate, the molecular dynamics simulations. But as for whether they're doing more foundational studies into it, that's more or less that more or less has to start out from the theory base first. So someone has to come up with theory about something and then test that theory. Um, but yeah, uh, there's nothing stopping us from coming across some drug in the database that not only cures coronavirus, but also makes us biofuel. <laughs> Woo! Personally, I don't want to be biofuel, but if it's for uh, humanity, I will I'll eat the protein. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yep. Yeah. So um, Anna here in the chat has uh, just mentioned that Rosetta design tasks, and they have different tasks. So one, one of the tasks is called the design task. Um, which is to uh, guess the sequence, as they say, of proteins, which is guess how the proteins are structured, what they're made of, how they look, and then fold them to see whether it solves a particular task. And then you have other pro uh, other projects, which are the folding tasks, uh, which is what I was mostly talking about here in the project brief, which is uh, to essentially take an existing drug or an existing particular protein uh, or one that's actually created and then actually fold it into place and see if it locks, see if it has low energy and all those particular things. So, yeah, very, very important to mention that. I think that uh, concludes our project brief. So make sure you meet me uh, in two weeks, next fortnight, um, to review LHC at home. So uh, we're going to talk about protons and electrons and antiprotons, antimatter, black holes, um, and we're going to talk about the Large Hadron Collider. So that's great. And stay tuned. We're going to see what happens when you put your hand into the collider. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. I'll see you next fortnight.